Welcome to the Unschool Podcast. At Unschool, we deliver you stories of the people among us who built successful lives non-traditionally. Whether they skipped college, dropped out of school, or have overcome great adversity and still managed to design successful lives personally and professionally. Here, you'll learn how to skip college, start a business or career, and gain a level of understanding surrounding your purpose, unprecedented to anything you've heard before. The stories we share and the people we feature aren't the world-class entrepreneurs you hear about every day. These are the success stories that Forbes aren't featuring. The levels that our guests are at are levels that you can easily attain. If you'd like to share your story, please visit unschool.club to learn more. Today on the show, it's my pleasure to introduce the lovely Mariana Gonzalez. Mariana is the founder of Pixel Media, a digital marketing agency that focuses on all areas of end-to-end marketing. She is one of my friends and I've had the great pleasure of working with her. She's just a lovely person all around. Thanks so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. (laughs) So (laughs) tell us where you're from. So I'm, I guess, Mexican. So I was born in Mexico, but I live in Australia and travel the world. So yeah, I guess I am Australian. Technically. And then where are, where are you coming from today? Today I'm in London, London. in the UK. Yeah. Amazing. So you're a world traveler. Yes. I'm a woman of the world. I like to say. (laughs) (laughs) I've been everywhere. I've been to like over 50 countries just traveling and many amazing entrepreneurs and helping them with their own digital stuff and just learning, learning through their own ups and downs. And that's really what we I started learning from them and what freelancing even was. How did you get started? Let's back up. How did you know you wanted to do marketing? And then what was your first steps to get into it? So I guess my story started when I was quite young. So my mom was a marketing lecturer. So she passed away now, but she, I used to be in her lectures when she was uh, teaching at uni. And I guess I was just really there by default and I loved everything about marketing and so I naturally finished school and I went to uni and I did a bachelor of business with major marketing. And then I went to a corporate job. I was a brand marketing manager there uh, doing all sort of exclusive brands and dealing with all of them. And then I went traveling one of my very first times. And I didn't understand how people in Thailand actually were there for months. And I was like, don't you guys have to like go get jobs? And then they're like, well, no, we're freelance. And I was like, what is this freelancing job that you talk about? So then I learned all about freelancing and realized that I could do what I do face-to-face in the online world, which was an amazing, amazing adventure for me. And you call yourself a digital nomad, right? Yes. So <laughs> I have had jobs up and down because I'd, I never really took, I guess, the freelancing adventure as a full-time thing I only thought it would be a side thing that I did for extra revenue or when I went traveling I never really saw the full potential of it until about maybe a couple years ago when I met so many digital nomads and I was like okay this is this is a real thing you can travel and create a life online and a business online and yeah I mean definitely that's where it all started I quit my job and decided to do this full-time I thought you know, I have no responsibilities. I have no mortgages, no children. So why not give it a go? If, if it fails, then look, it will be one of my many, many failures before <laughs> that I've had in the past. And I thought, you know, I'm young. I'm still employable. If it fails, then I can go get a job. So no, it has been amazing. It's been actually the second I quit my job, it has just scaled. 
was it scary quitting your job? Like, what would you say to someone that's thinking about quitting? I guess I was smart about it. I did have savings. So I worked to the point that I, I, I knew I could survive without an income for six months. So I do say, look, have a backup plan. I think like have a bit of money to just fall back on. But, you know, it's always scary. It's new. It's not something that you do every day. It's not like you quit your job every day and be like, oh, I'm going to go start a, a business. So it is scary. It will always be scary. And don't get me wrong. This is not my first attempt at a business. I've done a few businesses. I have a folder in my computer that says 30% businesses. Something that I've started, done 30%. I'm like, oh, next. <laughs> I'm not work out. I just get to the next one. But it's about, you know, keep pushing and keep trying. Because if you don't try, then you don't learn. And if you don't learn, then you don't grow. And if you don't grow, you don't succeed. So I am so, I guess, proud as well in a way that I failed so many times. And I've had so many ideas. And yeah, at the end of the day, I started a fitness business. And I sold it to a British company. Um, I sold the company idea and the strategy and implementation, but not the actual name. I kept that myself, quite close to my heart. So from that business itself, also I, I learned the struggles and the, what the hustle even was. And because I was doing this business at the same time as working full time, it was just, you know, I learned what hard work was about, a lot about also marketing and customer acquisition and implementation and speaking a specific specific niches uh, language so that also helped me to when I was starting to get new clients within the fitness industry so me being so into a specific, specific industry helped me implement uh, marketing for other industries too so all that ups and downs has been amazing scary so many times that you know when you sometimes when I was cold calling and I get 10 no's and one yes it's like oh, Yay, I got it, yes. But sometimes when you get no's in one full day, it's like, why am I doing this? Like, it would be so easy to just go to a job and, you know, get your weekly pay and life is easy. Mm -hmm. But I believe that you can't really succeed and get success through the journey of accomplishment. You need to obtain success through the journey of fulfillment. And that's where I realized that you know, getting my weekly paycheck wasn't fulfilling. It was accomplished where I was. I, I wanted, I guess, my title in the companies that I wanted. That was, I got there quite quick, being so young, and it wasn't what I wanted. I guess in a way I wanted to earn less and achieve it myself rather than earn more and be like, right, I'm a robot. This is yeah. not what I want. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. So very well said. One of my favorite things about you is your mindset. Like you're so, whenever we work together, so excited about the project and you're an action taker and you get so much stuff done. And if something doesn't work, you're just okay with it and you move on to the next thing. And, but you also have a lot of follow through. It's one of the things I really, really respect about you is your attitude and mindset. And you mentioned failures when you left your job. Do you have a favorite failure? I guess my favorite failure was to, when I started my fitness business, it came from my own hardship. I used to do bodybuilding, I gained a lot of weight after I competed, just because I didn't, I was not very educated on the after effects of bodybuilding, what happens after stage, right? And it really messed with me mentally and, you know, I didn't have an eating disorder or anything like that, but, you know, I had body image issues I didn't know what normal was I thought you know 7% body fat was was what I should be at and obviously no one can 
have that many as a woman. So letting go of that business and understanding that it was okay to let go of something so emotional to then grow to the next stage was really hard. I saw it as a failure as well because I thought, you know, I didn't make it into a multi-million dollar business or anything like that. I had failed. Something that was so close to me, I thought, well, if this is so close to me and I can't make it work, then can I actually make a business work? And when I actually took the next step and decided to sell it and move to digital media is when I realized, you know what, this is actually so much better. <laughs> I'm not emotionally attached to it, so I don't feel like I have to make it work. It's not like this burden emotionally. and yeah, it has naturally grown. I get most of them have been referrals, which I'm extremely grateful about. Yeah, it's just been snowballed. And I mean, the couple of clients that I've had a chat to in London itself has been all referrals. So from Melbourne, <laughs> it's amazing. That's amazing. How do these international clients find you? Well, one of my clients is a sales coach and I work with him in Melbourne. He's actually British. And he has a lot of contacts in Britain. And I told him that I was in, because I still work, even though I'm traveling, I still work with him and online. Mm-hmm. And he was asking me if it was okay to put me forward to his, uh, his friend who owns a physio business, physiotherapy business and a gym. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, having a chat and a coffee, even if I can just add a sort of value, not even to like go on board with them, just you know, adding value to how to make the business grow, I'm more than happy to do that. And then from them, her friend also was like, well, let's also have a chat to them because she also has a physiotherapy business, so why not? So I was like, look, let's both have a chat and we can, even if I said add value and not, you know, bring you guys on board or whatever it might work, then more than happy to do that. So yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I love it. And you said there's days that you call and you get all no's and you're kind of defeated. How, <laughs> <laughs> how have you learned to handle rejection in business? Um, well, at first, and I think this might resonate with a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, mainly startups, is that you're calling, you're calling, and after five days of getting no's, you're like, that's it, I'm throwing in the towel, this is not for me, I'm not a business owner, I'm going back to my job, <laughs> you know, this is not me. There were a couple of days that I, after following after the five days of no's, I was just like, you know what, I'm not doing this, I'm just going to maintain what I currently have, and and yeah like one or two days that I was like I'm not calling and I didn't call and then when I was like okay I need to call (laughs) and it was just like okay either you stop now and you accept the no's as a forever and every client will say that or you I guess activate the law of attraction and you become the person that you want to be so that successful business owner and you make it happen because at the end of the day, no one else is going to pick up the phone for you. No one else is going to actively go and get what you want. And unless you try, like, look, I've started doing LinkedIn as well, a lot of um, value content through there, and it was something that was very new for me. I was just implementing value, and I've got two, uh, two proposals through that with just organic, and I haven't even done any sort of Facebook ad advertising as of yet just because I wanted to make sure that I could handle and provide my current clients quality and optimal value before bringing anyone else on board. I can sure I could, you know, deal with it all myself first, bringing more people on board like yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you're very resilient. Oh, yes. I look, there's the days that I'm just like, <laughs> literally <laughs> how I feel. But then, the, look, at the end of the day, you can 
accept it and be defeated or pick yourself up and say, try. I try again and try again and take it as it is. And, you know, at the end of the day, I thought if Pixel Media or a marketing agency did not work, I know what I want. I know my goals are. And I'm sure everyone has seen this quote. It's very, very popular that, you know, you don't change the goal, you change the vehicle or the strategy to get there. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what helped me to let go of my fitness business. I was just changing the vehicle, not the goal. And that's all it is. And if Pixel Media doesn't work, then, you know, I tried. And, I mean, it's working quite well. But at the end of the day, if, if it's not scalable or, you know, technology is ever-changing, so if for some reason, you know, it's not longer scalable, then there will be something else. Because at the other day, I'm not going to take no for an answer and I know who I am and what I want. And I want freedom of choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I know a little bit about your childhood, right? So you were kind of, it was not perfect. Is that safe yeah. to say? Okay. Yeah. And I would say, has that helped you become like this very adaptable and fluid person? How have you been able to, instead of taking your childhood and sort of becoming the victim to shifting your mindset as I'm not going to take no, I'm going to get up and keep trying. I'm going to move and shift and adapt to the person you are today. For sure. I mean, it was very hard. It did take me to mature to understand that as well. Even up to maybe four or five years ago, I was, I had that victim mentality, like, Oh, why did this happen to me? Like, you know, it's just so tough. Like, it would be so easier if, you know, my parents were around. Like, I wouldn't have all these. Can you share a little bit about it? About yeah, what, sure. what you went through? Sure. So, my parents passed away when I was living in Mexico. They passed away in a car accident when I was 12. And then I moved from Mexico to Australia because my extended family was actually living in Australia. So, that's why we made the move. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very difficult. I still... You know, still sometimes I feel, oh, Absolutely. you know, it would be so much easier if I just had a parent. But at the same time, as rough as I may sound, I don't. Because then if I did, then I wouldn't be me. And right. I wouldn't change that. Oh, anything in the world. No way. And who I am today, my views, my values, all of them have been shaped because of that. You know, also that that saying that you learn the most when you hit rock bottom mm-hmm. your, your biggest mistake or your biggest down is your biggest ups so that's exactly how I've taken it I could and really really came out after bodybuilding when I gained a lot of weight and I went through a bit of not quite depression but it, I was quite low of, oh you know what what's happened <laughs> you know I went out to win gold and suddenly I wasn't that and I think that's when it really my mentality really shifted I could be down and stay down or I can take everything that has happened those 23 or so years, 24 years and take them as tools and understand that, you know what? Yeah, shit happens. You know, yeah. my life has probably been rougher than others. It wasn't because of that, then then I wouldn't be me. And right. I like being me and I, I like the mentality, the go-getter mentality that I have. So, yeah, definitely. If it wasn't because of that, yeah, yeah I wouldn't. I'm glad you shared that because I feel listeners can really gain a lot of value from, we all kind of had something in our childhood, most likely, right? That, that pained us that we maybe had to work through and I've seen people take it and drowned with it or persevere. So it's amazing what you've been able to accomplish. Seriously. I'm always blown away. (laughs) Yeah. At the end of the day, look, it's, it's, 
you need to understand your why. And once I found my why is I could have quite easily been on, in that car as well. Because wow, I was meant yeah. to be in the car, but I wasn't because I had a, a basketball championship. So I oh, stayed man. behind to play basketball. Wow. So I, could oh, have I just gave gone. me goosebumps. <laughs> so like my little sister and my grandma were meant to be in that too because we were meant to go on that trip. But they stayed because my grandma was going to take me because I was quite young. And, you know, my little sister was quite young too. So it was easier for her to stay as well. So I could have easily been there. And I guess my why is why have I stayed behind? There's a reason for me to be here. And I have a responsibility, not only because through self-taught and I've learned a lot, I have a lot of knowledge in marketing, but I feel like it's my responsibility to not only share my motivational message, but also marketing message and just the value that I can bring as a person. I feel like it's my mission to do mm-hmm. it one way or another. Do you feel like your clients resonate with you more? You're more able to sign clients because they can see that and feel that in you? Yeah, I think they really can see that I genuinely care. I definitely give more than I'm expected to provide. And I think that's why when they see, you know, I'm working quite late at night or I'm traveling and I'm still getting, like, for example, I got up at 10 o'clock this morning, my time to speak to them at 4 o'clock their time in Melbourne. It's the see that I go above and beyond. And I think they really quite feel like I care because I do care. If, if they win, I win. So at the end of the day, my work and my results not only portray my work, but also my efforts in their business and how I'm helping them to succeed. And that's probably why you've gotten so many referrals, right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> I think so. Besides getting referrals, what have you found your best way to get clients is? Networking. Networking. Um, face-to-face or? Yeah. Face-to-face. Yeah. Oh, well, I said I was trying to, well, I am continuing trying to grow LinkedIn currently. And a few people have actually come through there, even through a conversation or just reaching out and me actually analyzing the current businesses online digitally and giving them some value, free value on how I think they should be changing some things or what they can add to just obtain uh, further value. And all face-to-face networking businesses in Melbourne are going through a few. I got a couple of referrals from there or just have a couple of coffees and just having a chat. And again, just giving that free value at the end of the day if they implement something that you give them and they grow or get a couple of leads from there or they can even save some costs, then they, they can think, okay, if this happened for free in five minutes, I wonder what can happen in a year or six months and, you know, have that further depth and, you know, further work. Right. Um, a young person and I want to be you. I want to do marketing. I want to be a digital nomad. I want to have my own agency and website. How, where do? I, but I know nothing about marketing. I don't barely know how to log into Facebook. Where can I start? Like, what would you recommend? Where would you recommend someone starts? Sure. I would definitely say read. Read a few marketing books uh, just to see whether even marketing is what you want. I mean, a marketing agency sounds great but it does have a lot of um back-end bids that you know you only know when that when you learn things so mm-hmm. books is really where i would say have a look i have a make a list create a list of people that you look up to and see what they're doing and see where they are now and where they were beforehand and what they had to do and what the steps they had to take to be who they are today and then also, I would say, invest in yourself. If you're, if you're a young person and you don't have money, much capital, then I would say ask your parents or even go to free a few seminars. But definitely invest in yourself courses. Or, and if you can, definitely getting a mentor. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, you will get there faster. But really reading first, make sure that is what you want. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're young, you're not going to make sure. I'm not expecting you to be sure. I'm not even sure what I want, (laughs) you know? Like, who knows? So what about college? Should you go to college to get a marketing degree? Look, this is a little bit of a controversial topic because I did. I went to uni. I did. I got my, you know, business degree in major marketing. But I came out knowing nothing. Everything that I knew was so old and not updated. Like, I didn't learn anything about Facebook ads or, you know, retargeting or email marketing campaigns, let alone anything about nothing really. I, so I had to invest money on teaching myself and learning and reading and just talking to people that were relatable. So um, entrepreneurs that knew something that I, you know, I was relating to it. So no, don't go to uni. <laughs> don't go to uni. Use that money and invest it in relatable courses and something that is relate, I guess, updated to mm-hmm. what we want today. I mean, the one that is who you, are, you want to be and yeah, has that knowledge. Yeah. And I, I would add to that someone that's already doing it, right? Colleges aren't creating funnels or running ads or by the time they have textbooks, it's already dated. Exactly. And it is fascinating. People are teaching in uni business marketing and business management. And you ask them and none of them have actually run a business before. So it's like, how are you teaching me this? You haven't actually had a business before. (laughs) That's so scary. I know, right? They just, they literally, if you think about it, they can just be reading a chapter ahead of you and teaching you it. Oh my gosh, that's when scary. You think about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is probably so happening. Probably happening. Yeah. So I think actually you should go and get a mentor, someone that is doing what you want to do. Um, and definitely just invest in courses that are relatable to what you want to do, what you want to achieve and someone that has been there and done that and yeah, it's more updated because uni is so outdated. Yeah. So what has been one of the most worthwhile investments you've made in yourself? Like it could be a course or energy, money, time, like over the course of your um, Two things, reading, books, definitely is, I see it as the, the author is your personal mentor for the time that you're reading that book. And it's something that is very, very valuable because you can be getting several authors, several mentors all at the same time. It's like, how much would that cost you in real life, right? So definitely books and your fitness, um, balance yeah. with health. Because at the end of the day, life is for living and you don't have to health the health to live and read then none of it is worth it so you can spend thousands of dollars in all these courses and books and at the end of the day if you're not healthy or you're obese and you have all these health issues then all of that is not worth it so i think a balance with food and social life and your health and fitness because at the end of the day i have this I think I made a video as well of is the hustle killing you or are you killing the hustle oh wow day you want to kill the hustle. You don't want the hustle to kill you because you have all these entrepreneurs saying, you know, you need to work all these crazy hours of the day. And again, you got to work hard. It's smart, not hard. And at the end of the day, if you're not having that balance, you can be staring at the computer for 20 hours. But if you don't step away, sleep, recover, go get fit, then you get so cloudy. So you need to really just have that balance as well. Yeah, it's not worth it becomes mm-hmm. not worth it so when you're traveling how much do you play versus how much do you work <laughs> <laughs> i 
what the first the first few days were a little play but <laughs> I have had to have that balance because my clients are also there <laughs> no look I try to find the time of day because the other day I have a responsibility and I want I want to build this life right it's something that I I want traveling fulfills me which is my fulfillment right and marketing and my and my agency is the vehicle so I do a bit of this a bit of both <laughs> try to find the balance the, the perfect medium <laughs> You're so lucky. Well, you're, I mean, it's not luck, it's hard work, but so many people want this and, and it's hard to get there. How do you combat procrastination? So you buy courses, but they just sit there. They don't. So I have this, I mean, Melbourne and Australia have this, um, it's very, I'm very lucky in that sense. The traffic is so bad that I get to listen to them in my podcast, in the radio. Mm, yeah. <laughs> or when I do cardio, I listen to them most of the time. I guess I just live behind the ones that I have to like look. So if there's like a, I have to actually take note of something that is visually happening that I do them at night. But I take my cardio time and my driving time as my learning time. Oh, good advice. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. I, I do have a busy life. I do like to have also my balance. I like to sleep. I found it really important. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's when I try and learn. Amazing. Have you ever felt imposter syndrome? No, I think I haven't. And I actually had this conversation funny enough not long ago with someone. I don't. Why? Because I genuinely want to help. Uh, it is genuinely what I want. I want someone else and I want everyone else to win because if they win, that means I win. I did something good, whether it's paid or not paid. I think that if I am learning every day and if I am investing in myself and I'm providing value, then I am doing as much as I can. So, I mean, I don't know what I don't know. So I try to educate myself every single day. I try to do courses every single day, read books every single day. So traveling is something that I, I try to go through two to three books uh, in one trip, something that is very important for me. I use all that traveling time to read and different topics. And I don't get that because I think I'm, I come from a really genuine place and I do want everyone to win and if I don't know something I always try to reach out to someone who has been there done that and be able to yeah give me some feedback on how I can go about things because I don't know something but I always try to yeah invest in myself to help others and that really builds your confidence you can see that yeah yeah because if I was just I guess making things up then I would probably feel like I'm not being genuine but because I am being genuine then I'm, I guess I'm confident because I, I'm true I'm real I'm true and right. uh, yeah. And you can feel that. I can feel I that. I can feel that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've mentioned mentors a couple times. Do you have a favorite mentor? I don't actually have a mentor myself as such. I do have a very close friend who does key coaches in the allied health industry. And he has given me a lot of guidance and guess understanding and value when trying to approach allied health in Australia because he has a lot of laws and process and procedures. But I do use, I guess, the courses and everyone who talks through the courses as a mentor. I do see them as, you know, you, you're providing me what you know. And if I don't take this, then I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, everyone who I look up to, some of them is someone that I look up to. I feel like he's very real. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his attitude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's... um. He's really, really real. There's a few others. There's a lady in um, actually in Australia called Grace Lover, and she I find she her real. I think a mentoring is actually like speed dating. <laughs> you can't just get any mentor. You have to really resonate with yourself, and that's where 
I struggled a little bit to find the right person. But yeah, this girl in Melbourne called Grace, she's she's super real. She is she's amazing. Well. She, oh, you know her? Yeah, yes, she kills it. I'm, whenever I see her ads, or I always try to like deconstruct her funnels and stuff. I'm like, oh my, yeah. she's just so good. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. So I am probably gonna have a chat to her when I get back to Melbourne. So, oh, you know her well. Oh, I've had a few chats to her. Okay, okay, her. sorry, I missed that. Wow, that's amazing. Love that. I probably bring her on board as a mentor. So as a real mentor. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That'd be amazing. You'll have to keep me posted on that. And Sam's course is like crazy yes. detailed and tons and tons of information. I've never seen such a comprehensive course, I don't think. And mm, real. Like he actually wants to like give you what he knows. Because at the end of the day, I think his mentality is that I give you the resources. If you don't use them, then it's up to you, but I'm giving you right. genuinely everything I know. Right. And he tracks his students' results and yeah, yeah he's pretty impressive for sure. Yeah, no, he's real again. So he's proof and results and stats, which is what I like. Yeah, totally. What's the worst advice you've ever received? Go to uni by <laughs> get married. <laughs> you said go to uni and get married? Yep. <laughs> So the opposite of who I am, right? Um, no, that's literally the worst advice I've gotten. So something that I've learned from that is that you should obtain a opinion or advice due to relevance, not proximity. Ooh. Because everyone around you will tell you, you know, you're crazy. Like the amount of people who tell me not to quit my job. They're like, you're crazy. You should at least get a part-time job. <laughs> Occasionally happen. I'm just like, have you had a business? Have you been successful at this? No. Okay. So why are you telling me this, right? So unless you have had, or you have the life that I want to live, you become irrelevant. I understand you perhaps you love me and you adore me and you care about me, but you're not relevant. You're just there because of proximity. So definitely that's the worst advice. Go to uni, finish uni, get a job, buy a house, get kids. Get, get married, have kids, which is probably what a lot of young people's parents are still, well, I know, are still telling them. That's what we hear from society. Oh. Even oh, now, even so as, many. yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy because it's culture, but it's, sh- and you can feel it shifting because you're seeing these young, young entrepreneurs, like 19 years old, making seven figures online. Yeah. I mean, seven figures is really crazy, but it's doable for kids to come out of high school and invest in these courses that can teach them how to build businesses right away instead yeah. of going to university really? for four years and being, getting out and being like, okay, I have a bunch of debt. Where do I go? What do I do? Like I paid for uni straight up and it is one of my biggest regrets. Oh, I wow. I use that money to just even invest. Even say something that I can't control, which by the way, I don't like investing in anything that I can't control. So like real estate or the market share. I like to invest in them that I can control. So even if I had bought a house and I used it as an investment property, it would be so much better than uni. And I only see this now, but yeah, I, that's probably one in one of my biggest mistakes, paying for uni up front. Because I didn't want to, my logic was I didn't want to, I wanted to obtain the education without finishing with the debt, which I guess I, I achieved that. But then now I'm like, oh, <laughs> I had to invest anyway. Right. What if you could have taken that money and traveled and bought courses, found mentors? I know, right? That kills it. But at the end of the day, I guess I wouldn't be here giving this advice if I hadn't done it. (laughs) True, true. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I only racked up like, I think like 10,000 student loans. Not too bad. And I switched like what I wanted to do like three times. So (laughs) 
I mean, 10,000 is a lot of money to in, yeah. like to invest online or to travel with. Oh, of course. And I spent it like that probably, I think like two years-ish, maybe, community college. Just silly. Ew. Yeah. Ew, right? Yeah. But now you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I know. Do you have anything to add, like for listeners, something that's... I think my advice right? would be more for, I guess it goes both ways, parents and kids out there who are not sure what they want to do because at the end of the day, like, I know adults who are in the 50s and they're like, oh, I wonder what I want to do for my life. <laughs> like, I don't think how we can expect young adults to, I mean, they're still asking in high school to whether they can go to the toilet, right? Right. Mission to go to the toilet and then expect them overnight to know what career they want to take, what they want to do. And they put this pressure. Like, no one in a while these kids have anxiety. If they're not sure what they want to do, I think parents should give them the resources, educate them, give them options, send them to networking, workshops, go to uni open days. So they do want to go to uni, you know, you never know. But I think rather than being so, I guess, controversial in the topics and just being like no you should go to uni otherwise you're going to be a dropout you don't you won't know what to do i think we should just open everyone's mind and understand that there's more to what we once used to know and i guess as you say kids nowadays are the proof of this and also it's okay for kids to reveal a little bit like they if they don't want to do something and they have a good understanding of why and they had that gut feeling, then go for it. And the other day, you're young, just don't be scared. And I think fear is, in a way, good because it protects you. Um, it's there to protect you. But just go with what you want. Like, in the other day, you're the only one living your own life. You're the one who has to be in your, your body every single day, in your mind every single day. And if you're not happy with what you're currently doing, you're already failing. So you're, you're, you're scared of failure. But if you're not doing what you want to do, you're already failing. And I think that's worth trying and failing. Oh, wow. That's such great advice. I love that. And great advice for parents listening too, for their kids. Yeah, because I don't think they should portray their own fear onto the kid. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, most of it is because they're scared that, that they may fail. They portray that onto the kid. If anything, they should be like, go get it. At the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, then money comes and goes. Like, mm-hmm. just try it. Give it a go. Mm-hmm. And if not, then something else will work out. You're so wise. What's, <laughs> you really are. I just love you. <laughs> so, okay, last question. A book that our listeners can go out right now and read that will have a significant impact on their life. Do you have one? Yes. I think a book that everyone should read and actually everyone should read again, like once every two years or something, is Ego is Your Biggest Enemy. I love that book. That book, I needed to read it, so I read it. By accident, I just picked it up and I read it actually on a flight and I read the whole thing and I it hit me because I guess I've always been coming from my sports background. I've always gone and got one gold. Literally, there's so many races and gymnastics and running and bodybuilding and basketball and I just have gold all the time. And I think I needed to understand that sometimes it was okay to give someone else gold for you to also have gold. And whether that was in a partnership in a business, whether that is giving someone else credit or, you know, just being humble and coming down from that really high state of I must win all the time. And I guess sometimes you can win without wearing gold. 
and that's something that I need to really understand. And I'm so glad I read that book at such a young age and something that I implement every single day. And even when I try, when I'm not thinking automatically and wanting gold, it's just like, okay, so if other people have all these other skills and if they win, then you win. And mm-hmm. something that, yeah, I think every single person should read that book. Yeah. Amazing. That's great advice. To learn more about Mariana and all the services she offers, you can go to pixelmediaoptions.com and I'll link that in the show notes as well, along with Ego is the Enemy. So thank you so much for being here with us, Mariana. I truly enjoyed this. Thanks for having me. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That does it for this week's episode of Unschool. There's thousands of podcasts available and you chose to spend your time with us. And for that, we're eternally grateful. Don't forget to subscribe, review, comment, and share this podcast with others who might enjoy it. Stay curious and we'll see you next time.